mastery um, so that we can uh, take advantage of, of the opportunities that are going to be presented to us after all of this uh, clears up. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Brent. You thank know, you. And that's also the reason we are starting this book club. Uh, we name it The Successful Habits. Uh, we're going to be going over, reading many, many books. Uh, we're going to be talking about different kinds of uh, habits that we need to adopt uh, so we can be one of those millionaires coming out of this uh, unprecedented historical time. So let's get started. I'm going to do some quick uh, intro, and then I'll hand this over to, uh, to Brent and John. John uh, uh, put together a, a summary for us for the first chapter that we're going to read this week. Uh, and Brent is going to be leading our discussion. And I think uh, Joseph is going to join us also as panelists. Uh, so, you know, why this book club? You know, what we realized, you know, throughout all these years uh, of being in business, the more successful habit that we adopt, the, the faster our company has grown. Um, and uh, I think about five years ago, uh, our business coach uh, recommended Audible. Uh, we started reading books and we started reading more and more. And it's a kind of an addictive uh, habit because the more books we read, the more successful uh, we become. We're able to grow the, the, the company uh, faster. So uh, now I think uh, we want to hang out with folks that read a lot of books. Uh, I have a goal of reading uh, 52 books this year. I tried 100. That didn't work. It's like too, you're jumping uh, too fast. Mm -mm. It, it, uh, so... So uh, I think 52, if I achieve that, I think that's very good. So I also want to encourage everyone to, uh, to read it with us. Let's see. Uh, a quick intro. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Real Estate IQ. Uh, I would say that over the years, we practice a lot on uh, leadership, systemization, automation. We'll talk a little bit about uh, that later. Um, little disclaimer. We do not, uh, you know, everything is for educational purposes. We're just spitballing, you know, discussion. Uh, we don't offer any uh, investment, financial, or legal advice. So uh, Real Estate IQ is a technology and data company for those of you who are not familiar with us. Um, and you know, what we realized is that all these years, we actually have created a uh, automated system perfect for working from home. And that's kind of the big trend now because I don't know if everyone have uh, heard the news uh, that a lot of uh, politicians ahead of uh, this outbreak, they sold um, stocks from hotels, you know, the hospitality industries, and then they bought a lot of work from home uh, shares. Um, so, you know, it's the trend, you know, that's what uh, I guess uh, people that have information, uh, they're ahead of the time, uh, what they do, you know, we can talk about the moral righteousness uh, in another discussion, but working from home is the trend, so let's jump on it. Uh, our mission is to empower your journey to freedom and success. Uh, we, we strongly believe that, you know, we are here in the real estate investment industry. Everyone is looking for, what, time freedom, financial freedom, and finding success and becoming millionaires so we can, uh, we can I guess, uh, self-actualize. Uh, so everything that we do as a company is to create systems uh, to be kind of your back office. You know, we want to be your support and empower your journey to creating uh, and growing your business. Our core values are, and this is really, really important. I want to take a little time to, to discuss this. Uh, number one is growth oriented. Uh, we find that uh, uh, within our company, you know, in our hiring days, and then we're still hiring, 
is that the folks that are really successful with us, they are all very, very growth oriented. They have the growth mindset, uh, which means that, you know, we are all born, you know, dumb, kind of, right? Uh, but as we continue to grow and learn over the years, we can continue to become a, a bigger and better person uh, every single day. Uh, and again, that also goes back to the theme of the mastery book, uh, is that we have the capability of um, achieving, you know, mastering any skill set that we want. We just need to put a lot of time uh, in it and need to, obviously, something that we're interested in. Um, that I think also uh, lines very well with the real estate investment community. You know, we're all here uh, because we're trying to grow, we're trying to learn. Championship, champion mindset, uh, and there are two layers to, to this, uh, to this uh, champion mindset. Number one is um, uh, achieving, right? And also achieving as a team. So teamwork is very important. Collaboration is very important. As entrepreneurs, you know, here we're collaborating. Uh, to uh, put this book club together and we're, we're very happy to be a part of this and uh, finally integrity you know uh, ethics moral standards is very important when we are here in business because your everybody's reputation is taking on your your integrity I'm listening okay so our our work from home automated systems uh, we have three uh, systems right now and we're actually kind of piloting and doing more systems uh, these are our products. So we have uh, deal analysis. So you can run comps, unlimited comps from home. Uh, so you can do a lot of practice while uh, we're still preparing. Uh, deal finding. We right now in Texas, we're finding forty-five thousand leads every single month. Uh, we're actually seeing an influx of uh, a big increase of um, uh, listings on the MOS uh, the past couple of weeks. And uh, in terms of the deals, the motivated seller deals, I think it's kind of flat. We see a slight increase right now uh, in terms of uh, off-market motivated sellers. And then uh, for, for premium, and that's really good for, for, uh, for being at home now, is you get email address and phone numbers. So you can uh, do a lot of your marketing from home. A couple of things that we're piloting is that, uh, you know, all these years we have created all the departments. You know, we have a hiring department, right? We have a, a HR department, a training department, a marketing department. So we're also in the process of structuring these systems to offer it for uh, business owners that uh, want to create a system from working from home. Because what we have created in our business, we also uh, can, we see an opportunity that we can share with you guys. Um, so if you need to hire uh, virtual assistants, you know, we, everybody in our, in our organization is working from home. And in fact, the majority of our, our employees are in the Philippines. And we have really, really awesome, uh, smart, uh, hardworking Filipino uh, workers that are adding a lot of value to our business. We want to offer that uh, to the community. Uh, there's also uh, opportunity to set up webinars that we offer to the community. A couple of key metrics that we measure. Uh, the big one is the motivated seller leads. Right now we're at 45,000 as we expand to more states. We're gonna be adding more to this. So we're keeping track of that just to make sure it grows. In terms of educational events, we're doing webinars. You know, this book club is one version of the webinar. Uh, Joseph is doing a Geeks and Nerds in, uh, in real estate. He just had one on Wednesday and uh, I think he was talking about how to how to manipulate spreadsheet 
to kind of automate a lot of your, uh, your leads uh, processing. Um, we're going to continue to add more content. We're going to partner with uh, more folks that uh, want to uh, create content for the community. I think, uh, you know, at this time of, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to say hardship, but a very interesting time, right? Uh, is that we want to, it's really a, a really good opportunity for us to bond together and, uh, and really help each other grow. Uh, our total number of attendees right now is about 15,000, excuse me, 1,500 a month. And uh, talking about 10x, 15,000 is also in our goal. Uh, and uh, we have reached 6,000 subscribers and we're trying to hit 60,000 right now. Everything that we're looking at, we want to 10x it. So that's our introduction. Thank you. And uh, now I'm going to uh, introduce our uh, book club. So the vision of this book club is to uh, bring a core group of uh, high performers and we can uh, learn together and grow together. And you guys probably have seen some of these quotes uh, for me. And, you know, John, you might have uh, noticed this Chinese uh, proverb. Yeah. I don't know. This is like the first, like the most important phrase that I remember from childhood is that, uh, 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 you know, in, like inside a book is a house of gold, something like that. Yeah, it's actually uh, a book is worth a thousand gold, but that's okay. Yeah, something like that. Oh, and they also talk about pretty women. <laughs> how, how do you yeah. say it in Chinese? Uh, I, I don't remember the actual proverb, but it's, it's the actual translation should be, you know, a pile. It's not a pile of gold. It's like a thousand gold, uh, something like that. You know, yeah. uh, no, it, it's actually like a book can is it, over a thousand gold. Supposedly, like that. In uh, in Cantonese, it's uh, Sui Zhong Jia Wong Kambo. Yeah. And then you and then there's a Sui Zhong Jia Wong New York, which is pretty women. <laughs> so it's a very uh, patriarchal society, we know for sure. Yeah. Uh, we also see a famous philosopher talking about books, books, books. You know, books is. I think I I truly believe that with a lot of knowledge, we can we can get we can make we can become very successful. Uh, so we have uh, here, I want to introduce our discussion leaders. We have uh, Brent, real estate investor, coach, and speaker. Do you, maybe I should uh, start passing the, the mic over to our discussion leader so you can introduce yourselves. So we, each of you have a slide. Brent, do you want to do a quick intro? So uh, my name is Brent Mott. I've been investing in real estate for about 10 years. I've been doing it full time for the last six. Uh, so I'm, I'm a full time real estate investor. Uh, I, I know that you like uh, Audible. Um, my my goal, and this is this isn't just to to top you. My goal for is is always sixty books a year. Um, oh, and the yeah. the average the average uh, CEO in the United States reads sixty books a year. That's that's why I picked sixty. Oh, okay. um, the average employee will not finish a will not finish a book after they graduate from high school or, or college. Um, I'm I'm a very, very avid reader. Uh, I will tell you my number's not 60 anymore because I've switched from, uh, I've, I've switched from a lot of 200 page books to a lot of 800 page books. Um, <laughs> I, I, I cut my teeth. Uh, I, I cut my teeth with a lot of personal development. I don't, I don't like the, the, the title self-help, but I really like uh, personal development. I, I very strongly believe in investing in uh, myself and believe that entrepreneurs need to invest in, in themselves. 
also i'm i'm not a natural reader i i did not grow up reading um i uh i remember one of my vivid memories from childhood was i was in the third or fourth grade and i was pouting because i had to read my summer reading list and my older brother always a great example said why are you reading the book um just read the the first and last page of each chapter and then you can write your report uh, so I'm, when, when I say I'm not a natural reader, I did not finish, I, I did not read a book cover to cover until after I was out of college. And, and, I, and I have a, I have a master's degree and I did not finish a book cover to cover until after, until I was in my uh, second career as a real estate investor. Because you had to read it. Is exactly. Yeah. So, um, uh, so I'm, I'm very strongly believe in books and I, I cut my teeth in personal development at this point. Uh, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of biography. I want to, uh, model myself after successful people, which I love. Uh, I love that you picked mastery, which it's, uh, um, I, I really like Robert Greene. I've read several of his other books. Um, but kind of, we're going to discuss in, uh, in, in the in the in the chapter specifically throughout the book and I haven't read the entire book I've only read the introduction so far uh, he's gonna follow the paths of successful people and what they've done so su success leaves clues is one of my favorite Tony Robbins quotes and you know if you do what successful people have done then you can create similar results so um, you know he talks about da Vinci in the book I don't I don't I don't know if we're all going to paint like Da Vinci after this, but we can we can pick up those skills and the the patterns that Da Vinci did, which is kind of funny. I just read his biography. Um, uh, is is the the level of uh, almost obsession uh, and and that focus on on improvement. So that that's something that we're going to talk about more as we get into the book. But um, you know, any anything else you want me to to add about me? Uh, 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 I, I think that's good. That's good. I think probably a lot of folks that are in attendance also know about you, Brent. Uh, and then um, uh, one comment I want to talk about in uh, Da Vinci is that uh, he's also has a lot of different kind of discipline that, that mm -hmm. he's putting together. And he has a very unique way of looking at things because of his multidisciplinary um, interest. And, and, and all of those, when he improved one aspect of his life, it improved every other aspect of his life. Um, he, uh, his, uh, a lot of his uh, drawings from anatomy are, he, he made discoveries 200 years before anybody else uh, claimed them. Uh, and uh, his, his knowledge and desire to learn about human anatomy, and, you know, he did a lot of dissecting of, of, uh, of, uh, of corpses, uh, that improved his art because he, he understood, he understood the way that the muscles actually, uh, attach themselves. So it's when, when we improve one area of our life, we improve every other area of our life as well. Um, and the, the other thing that I'll say about, you know, exposing yourselves to, to reading and things like this is, there, there's not one right or way wrong. There's not one right or wrong way to do just about anything. And the more, the more information that we expose ourselves to, the more we can say, you know what? I like this from this person. I like this from here. And I like this from here. And I get to pick, you know, what's right for me. And the more, the, the more information I expose myself to, the more opportunities I have to say, well, you know what? We do this over here 
why don't we do that here and 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 find a new way to 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 serve the marketplace and the way that we the way that we make income the way that we get paid is we figure out more ways to solve more problems and serve more people that that is how we get paid and when we expose ourselves to more information we expose our way, ourselves to more ways that we can help more ways that we can serve and ultimately more ways that we can get paid yeah um, uh, Brandy and I were talking uh, the other day uh, about, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, all we're doing is setting up viable business models. You know, you set up a good viable business model, you can sell it or you can let somebody else run it and get a piece of it. You know, and that's how you can consistently keep growing your income stream. Okay, let, let's move on. Thank you, Grant. Uh, we have uh, Joseph. We just, yes. uh, with Jess. Joseph, are you here? Yep, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I had to hop in a bit late. Uh, we had a, a plumbing issue crop up. I think one of the joys of uh, remote work, we've been taxing our plumbing system a little more heavily at home, which exposed some issues, but better now than, than later. Uh, so thanks, I'm sorry again, I dropped in just now. So um, I guess we're going through introductions right now? Yes, sir. Excellent. All right. So thank you all for being here. Uh, my name is Joseph De La Cruz. I am the now CTO of Real Estate IQ. I've uh, been with the company for about two and a half years now. Um, spent six or seven years in corporate America um, with a technical background in engineering. Uh, my focus was on data automation and computer vision. I'm now uh, turn to real estate investing as my um, as one of my two focuses. And second of all is to uh, to help Real Estate IQ leverage technology to make us all smarter and more efficient uh, investors. Uh, so glad to be here with you all um, and uh, to talk about the book about mastery with you. I think mastery is a, a wonderful topic um, and like many others, I, I love the idea of, um, of learning, uh, learning from others, um, getting, you know, having these great thinkers, these great minds in the industry today and having them distill their thoughts down into a book uh, where we can just pick it up off the shelf and learn from their, you know, what took them their whole life to, to master and achieve and to distill into a book. We can just pick up a book and we can read it, we can listen to it and, and uh, give ourselves a shortcut to success. Um, an interesting story I'd like to share with everyone is that I used to be all about uh, learning things my, on my own learning it from scratch. Uh, that was kind of a theme throughout my, my years in college. You know, we have so much technical advancement, so much progress, but for some reason, I always wanted to do things from scratch. <laughs> Not really to reinvent the wheel, but you know, if we learn something in school, I wanted to go all the way back to the, the first principles and implement it from scratch, which is, which is a great way to learn things. But I think um, there's, there's so much out there today that you don't want to limit yourselves to that. You really want to build upon what others have done already. And you don't have to, re you don't have to reinvent the wheel per se, but you can build upon what they've learned. And, um, you know, that's been a, a life lesson for me. If there's a shortcut to success, there's nothing wrong with taking that shortcut to success. Uh, so that's part of why I'm here as um, a member of the book club. I want to, I want to take that, those shortcuts, those, uh, those key lessons that all these experts before us have have learned and uh, I want to be able to apply them and get to where I want to go even quicker and I love how in the book of mastery 
um, the author paints, paints a picture of mastery not being something just left to the elite few, but it's really something that we need in, in society as a whole. He, I think in one of the sections of the book, he says, really for the survival of, of the human race, for the survival of our species, we really need these masters, these people to learn, um, to go through the apprenticeship, uh, through all those phases, to become masters in their field, to solve the, the big problems in, in, in the world and in society today. So uh, excited to be here to talk about mastery and to learn from everyone else. Uh, so thank you all for having me. Yeah, uh, Joseph, I just want to add a, a point here is that uh, I either, I'm sure I read it somewhere that uh, when you're reading a book, you're basically standing on the shoulder of the giants because they have already been through it. Um, so, okay, I'm going to move on because... Hey, I'm, I'm to, yeah, uh, since we're a book club, I know, I know we're in the part where we're introducing, but I, I want to talk about the yeah. this, uh, topic that he said, Green talks about <clears throat> mastery isn't saved for the, for the elite few. Um, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book called Outliers, and one of the things that uh, that he talks about is a lot of a lot of mastery comes from uh, comes from hardship, and and we've got this unique time in history that we that we've got something uh, uh, that that's that's difficult, and we we have this new opportunity. Uh, we were talking about Da Vinci earlier. Da Vinci was the illegitimate son of uh, of a uh, of a notary. Um, he, he was in the reason that we have that, that we as a culture get to enjoy everything that Leonardo da Vinci was because he wasn't qualified to go into his family business because he wasn't a legitimate son. Um, uh, and, and that's why he was allowed to, to make those pursuits. Um, we, we talk about, um, uh, some, some of the, in, in outliers, he talks about, uh, some of the most successful merger and acquisition attorneys. Um, were uh, became that successful because in the 1950s and 1960s that wasn't an acceptable profession, uh, and and it's a lot of Jewish attorneys that that because they weren't allowed to do the the normal day to day um, uh, activity, they became very successful attorneys. Um, if we look at the Rothschilds, if we look at the Warburgs, I've I've read both of their families' biographies in the in the last six months. Um, they, uh, the Rothschilds, it's the richest family in the world. The reason that they became the richest family in the world uh, is they're, they're Jewish. And in the, in the Catholic faith, and when the world was uh, ruled by the Catholic faith, usury, interest, was, was essentially illegal. Um, it, it wasn't technically illegal, but, but good Catholics weren't allowed to charge interest. And um, because of that, the, this, these people of Jewish faith that that were outsiders they were able to take the, this hardship and and become the richest family in the world and the and the Rothschild the, neither one of these families are are thousands are they're not the Medici's they're not they're not from over a thousand years ago um Mayor Rothschild I, I think uh uh which, which is the the patriarch uh Mayor Rothschild I think died in the early 1800s so we're talking about a couple hundred years ago so uh, not, not that long ago um, that, that these times of hardship really create opportunities. So it not only is it not only for the elite few, but it's also the people 
facing uh, difficult times ha are have unique opportunities, and you have to find the you have to find those unique opportunities. I'm not talking about insider trading, like we're not Congress, but um, um, but but find those find the opportunities in your difficulties. Yeah, and I think you know having the uh, you know. Talking about, you know, hardening ourselves, right? It's about the mental resilience and uh, being able to kind of face uncertainty and, uh, and being able to kind of, I guess, uh, be easy about it and be able to go, okay, this is what's happening. This is how I can turn shit into sugar. Is that another Chinese proverb? <laughs> <laughs> it's another Robert Greene, uh, or, or he wrote a book with 50 cents. Okay. <laughs> so I was reading that too. So they're about turning shit into sugar. Oh, uh, John. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Jonathan Yu. I go by John. Uh, and I've been real estate investing for since uh, 2013. And then I became full-time uh, last year. Uh, I've been in uh, export-import business for the last six years. Still am, although that died down quite a bit, especially during this, uh, during this unprecedented times. Um, so uh, my expertise is in international business consulting, especially with the Asian populations, and then uh, investment strategies, market analysis, I'm also a senior vice president with uh, Kingsville Capital and a vice president within my own brokerage firm. I'm also a real estate agent and a founder of the two um, property investment companies. So I'm really glad that I can join this book club. Uh, I, I believe you know, self-learning is always uh, a process throughout, regardless of what, what stage you are in life. And uh, just here to learn and discuss with everyone. So thank you for having me. Thank you. And uh, John, uh, John has put together the summary for the first chapter. I think that's where we are. But uh, let me go over a little bit of logistics and I'm going to hand this over. Oh, and uh, I got to say that uh, I, unfortunately, I got to go in 10 minutes. So uh, yeah. I guess Brent will have to leave my PowerPoint, but I, I, I'll still be online. I'll still give input. I just can't do the panel while I'm driving. Thank you. So, yeah. Good. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. So, you know, first time we're practicing, we're, we're figuring, out, figuring out all the logistics. Uh, so here we're meeting every Friday. Kickoff is uh, today, basically. Um, and during each session we'll be... We'll have somebody create a quick summary and then we'll uh, record this and, um, and we'll share with our VIP. So this is a recorded session. Um, another thing I wanted to share is that uh, after at one o'clock, we also have our uh, kind of hot topic discussion. I want to encourage everyone to stay. Uh, we, have, we will talk, be talking about about 15 minutes on uh, working from home. You know, what are the, the best practices? Um, and also the other uh, next 15 minutes, we will give an update on the coronavirus uh, uh, special report. You know, we did one last week and we're going to uh, add a couple more updates just in case you haven't been keeping on, on top of it. And um, I think most of us uh, probably are. Okay, um, I am going to uh, hand the... Uh, John, do you have your uh, PowerPoint or can I, someone? Yeah, I, I, I do. And I, I can go ahead and share, just run over real quick. And then I'll have to let Shirley, I send the PowerPoint to her as well. So she can run the PowerPoint and then maybe have you guys discuss it while I'm on, on the car. But uh, what I'll do is I'll share it now. Uh, this is the first chapter. I'm skipping the introduction. Uh, 
I've read the instruction introduction as well, but since this is supposed to be a chapter one thing, so I just decided to jump right into chapter one. And uh, chapter one is really just about, well, not just about, it's really about finding uh, your life's tax. So uh, in the book, Robert Greene states that uh, he uses the, the example of da Vinci and how he's always looking for the hidden force that supports each individual living being's life's task. And so uh, it's in here just states that the first step to mastery is always inward. You must discover what your, your life task is and everything you do up until this point and in the future should be geared towards that particular goal. And that's how you find mastery. Um, and then it goes into the step of uh, finding your calling, which uh, in the book is briefly states that, you know, you want to connect with your past characteristic, you know, when you were a kid, what really makes you excited? What really makes you curious? Uh, if you were given a choice between, uh, for example, if you were giving a choice between going out and play basketball versus reading books, which one would you choose and why? You really want to look into all the uh, reasons behind your actions and, and really find out who you really are, that core that really defines you. And then you would look at the career path that you're on or you're, that you're about to jump on and the choice of this path uh, should be enlarged to find out uh, that life's calling. So sometimes people choose the wrong profession. I wouldn't say the wrong profession, but they chose the profession for the wrong reason, right? Uh, it could be because of money, because of attention, because of um, other factors, because of their parents or whatnot. Uh, but the, this path should always uh, indicate some of your core value because uh, each in the book, it states that each individual um, uh, choices that we make throughout life is always geared towards this life task, whether it's directly in relation to or because of some other factors. And then the third step is that your career should be looked at more as a journey with twist and turn instead of a straight line. So here, what he's saying is that uh, the journey is not just, okay, I decided that I want to help people, I want to cure people, so I want to be a doctor, boom, we're done. It's more like, okay, so you become a doctor, and then uh, there's specific field within medicine that you want to gear towards. And that could be what you're really, what your calling is. And then maybe taking a twist into other fields, whether that be uh, other parts of medicine or maybe technology. Uh, but life's just a continuous path that, gear, that is geared towards that life's path. And it's not okay. Once I become, you know, a doctor or or a lawyer, I'm done. It's it's a continuous path, and you should always strive to reach that path because there's never an an, an uh, goal in in this life's journey. And then it goes into finding the strategies to find a life path, which uh, there's five steps: uh, return to your origins, occupy the perfect niche, uh, avoid the wrong path, let go of the past, and find your way back. And so uh, return to your origin right here, you know, it states it's the primal inclination in childhood. Well, that's kind of what I just briefly touched on before where, uh, you know, what, what prompts you to do certain actions during childhood? Because when we were young, we didn't think too much about all these material needs and all these necessities. We really just thought of what makes us happy. And innately, that's really what drives us. Um, so for example, in the, they, that set uh, several examples with these boots. Uh, how do I go back? Uh, with these famous people. So uh, Albert Einstein, 
he was given a compass, which points towards a certain direction, no matter where he puts it, which prompts him to want to figure out the hidden force within nature. Uh, Martha Graham with the inability expressed with her language, so therefore she expressed herself through uh, dancing, which then she became an extremely famous dancer. Uh, John Coltrane cha saw Charlie Bird Parker performing uh, and that prompted him to want to become better at, you know, jazz and became one of the uh, best jazz musicians in his time. So in order to master a field, you really must love the subject and have a profound connection to it. In all these instances, uh, their interests transcend the field itself and border on the religious. You really got to gotta think of work more as part of your life instead of, oh, it's a means to get material needs to support your secondary life and to have fun. And that's what he's trying to get at here. And then uh, finding the, occupying the perfect niche. In this uh, strategy, he uses Ramachandran, I, I don't really know how to pronounce it, uh, who uh, collected rare swarms seashells from, uh, which then prompts her to go from a broad field, go to narrow and nor narrower into a niche field. So uh, the, he chose a broad, um, a broad field and then specifically geared towards that specific part, kind of like what I, what I talked about with medicine. Uh, you decided that you want to be a doctor and then you decided that you're going to go into a specific, specific field as a doctor and then more and more geared towards even more of a niche. And then the second uh, example that they use is uh, Yoki Matsuoka. Which what she did is she she's a sports person she's a professional tennis player and uh, but she also really likes science so uh, what actually prompts her to become who she is is that she uh, build a uh, she wants to build a robot a robotic tennis player to play with her and uh, what this did is it's, it's, she's trying to combine science with sports and throughout her life she realized that if she chose science she can't do sports if she can do sports she can't do science. So throughout later in life, then she really combined these fields together and form a brand new field or a more niche field, which uh, she dominated. So that's that's the second strategy here. I'm sorry, I'm trying to go through this real fast. I got really got to go. Um, and then the third part is avoid the wrong path. In this case, the uh, the, the uh, Arthur Robert Green uses Mozart, uh, which uh, his father wanted him to be to perform because she, he was a child genius. But what he really wanted to do is to compose. And, uh, you know, she, he took the wrong path. Well, not the wrong path, but he chose the path because of the pressure from parents. And that's oftentimes, uh, you know, part of, part of uh, our, our uh, you know, our, our life as well. Many times uh, pressure from parents, pressure from, you know, mentors, colleagues, so on and so forth. That's, that's what they're talking about. And then last, but not least, let go of the past. In this case, they use uh, Freddie Roach, which uh, he abandoned his career as a professional boxer, but is able to become a successful trainer. Uh, he, you know, he thought he was really good at boxing, which he he was pretty good, but not as good as a professional uh, boxer to to be a successful boxer. And uh, he realized later in life that you know he's not what his his choices, and he uh, chose that even though he is still boxing, but he's not a professional boxer. He's more of a, as a trainer and he direct that experience as a professional boxer into uh, his new field as a trainer. And then uh, last is uh, finding your way back. This is uh, Buckminster Fuller, who's an architect. 
this is kind of dramatic. I don't know if this is true or not, but he says he found his purpose upon deciding to commit suicide. Uh, there's a voice that tells him that, you know, that uh, you need to live your life the way you want to live and not, you know, do things that you're not suited for. And, uh, but in this case, you know, he relates to his experience as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, to his later uh, life goal. And uh, I think what they're trying, really trying to say here is that no matter what you did in life, whether or not it's you're suiting your life's purpose or not, the experience that you gain from it is always extremely precious. And you can always use that experience to build on um, your new, new path. So uh, that's my very fast overview of the uh, first chapter. And I really got to go, but I'm still on the call. So uh, I'm going to be listening in. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Thank you, John. Yeah. I'm going to be signing out for a bit and then joining with my cell phone. So. Well, we, we might be, uh, I might be doing a small presentation on how I made it through school without reading a book because I read uh, the introduction and not chapter one. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so we might, it, I, I can present on chapter one. I haven't read it yet. Uh, but uh, uh, I'd love to, to share some of my key takeaways from, uh, from the introduction as well. Please, yeah. Um, so uh, LJ, LJ was asking, so the, the book that we're discussing, the, discussing, not discussing, is Mastery by Robert Greene. Uh, Robert Greene is, uh, he's one of, he's an author that I really like. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to, saying what's my favorite book or who's my favorite author, that's, that's not fair. I'm, I'm willing to say that Robert Greene is, is one that I really like. Um, uh, he, he's written several books, uh, 48 laws of power mastery. He, he collaborated with, with 50 cent, um, uh, and, and wrote a, uh, a book called the 50th law. Um, he's, uh, some, some of his stuff is, is a little dark, a little Machiavellian. Um, but it, it's something that we, we don't have to take everything. We don't have to take everything from him and apply it, but we can, we can, take it and we can learn from it. Uh, if, uh, so 48 Laws of Power is another one of his books. That one incredibly dark. Um, that one's incredibly dark, um, but we, we can take the information and we can uh, apply it to our life uh, still in, in ways that we can look out for people that might be trying to, uh, to manipulate us. Um, hey, John, can you go on mute while... Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, you need to put your seatbelt on. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, yeah, so there we go. So uh, the introduction still goes into a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of uh, depth uh, for, for the introduction. By the way, this book is, is not for the, the faint of heart. Um, the, this is uh, some really, really rich, deep content that we're going to get into um, in here. Um, but kind of touching base off of uh, what Joseph said earlier was uh, 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 is this ability to, to grow and improve ourselves. Um, so uh, I, I've got several highlights uh, throughout this. Um, we're, uh, we're merely born with the capability to do it. The skill to mold the, ma the material into what we want uh, must be learned and attentively cultivated. So the, this, the skill of mastery um, is, is something that we actually have to actively pursue. It's something that we have to actively work on. And, and the more we pursue it, the more we can go to that next step. 
Um, so one of the things uh, that, that he says is when you first study the piano, the keys look, uh, look awkward and intimidating. We don't understand the relationship between the keys, the strings, the pedal. There, there's a lot going on there. But as you, as you learn and progress through that, um, it, it, it allows us to, to, to make that, that we understand it, we can go to the next level. So Tony Robbins uh, talks about, uh, you know, when you learn how to tie your shoes, um, you know, when, when you're a little kid and you're learning how to tie your shoe, it's like, oh, we, we have to start off. Well, first of all, uh, you start off with, I don't even know that I need, don't know how to tie my shoes. Mom, mom and dad always put my shoes on me. I don't even know that I don't know how to tie my shoes. So he calls that, um, uh, uh, I, I don't remember, what he, there, there, there's four steps uh, to it. But at, but at first, we don't even know that we don't know the problem. Next, we know that, you know, I really want my shoes on my feet. Um, I, need, I need to learn how to attach these shoes, essentially. I need, I need to learn how to, to make sure that these are solid. So we go from not knowing that we don't know to knowing that we don't know to, to when we start to learn, we have to, we have to actively engage. Uh, think, think back to when you were learning how to tie your shoes. You had to, you know... Uh, really focus and concentrate to to be able to do that until until eventually you know what it, it's it's so second nature it's just something that, that we do while we do uh, new things so as we develop these new skills we go for, we we go from I don't know that I don't know it to I know that I don't know it and I need to know it to I know it but I have to work really hard at it to you know what I can do this and something else. So it's something that as we as we learn skills, we take, okay, well, this is the next logical progression. So for, for me with real estate investing, um, when I when I started off real estate investing, um, I knew that I I I'm mean, growing up, uh, I didn't know that I that I needed to invest. Um, but then I looked at uh, my grandmother's life who invested in, in real estate and retired in her, you know, uh, mid forties versus my parents who didn't invest, who, um, you know, I'm, I'm helping them with, with retirement. It's, it's something that, that, you know, I'm, I'm helping them plan. So I knew that I needed to get into it. So I knew that I needed to get into real estate. I didn't know the, how to do it. So, uh, what I did was I took what I did know and I, and I did it kind of right. I, I hired a realtor, um, and, and I bought my, I bought my first rental properties the wrong way. But, you know, I was, I was ready to buy another house and uh, I, I had sold Phil and Chinoa cars. My, my last career was, was in car sales. And, and you know, um, I, I knew these people that, that were real estate investors. And, and at first, you know, that, that sounded kind of weird, but their check cleared, so I was good with it. And I, I knew that somebody else had this information that, that I could go out and say, how, how can I do this? So, um, you know, I, I, I joined the RIA, the Real Estate Investing Association. Um, I, I paid for coaching. I invested in myself. I invested in my education. I still invest, I, I invest a ton of money in my education. I'm probably twenty dollars to $50,000 a year um, that, that I continually invest in myself, and it all pays off more. So I went from, I don't know the problem, to I'm kind of solving it, but I'm not doing it right to, you know what, let's, let's hire a coach. Let's, let's learn from somebody that's been there to actually doing it. And, and I started off with buy and hold 
and, and this is this is the way that I do this. And then I decided, you know, I, I need some active income. So I started doing wholesaling because I didn't have the, the resources. And then I started flipping. All right. And I took it to the next level. And then, you know, uh, from, from flipping, I, I started doing bigger and bigger flips. And I realized, you know what, that, that's not exactly what, what I love to do. So I actually uh, went and then I, I took a step back. But in, in educating myself and going to learn more about single family residential real estate, I went to more educational events and I, I learned about commercial real estate. So the, the steps, um, I, and I, I don't know if I'm doing book club right, because I'm not talking about the book. I'm talking about how what he talks about has applied in, in me and my business, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's very good. Is going to be in, in real estate. But it, it's that we learn something, okay? We learn something. We, we learn that, that, that base level skill, okay? We, we learn level one, okay? From level one, we can see level two, okay? We see level two and say, I really need to be at level two. And then whatever, whatever we want to do, we've got to continually, um, we've got to continually stretch and grow ourselves. And the way that we do this is by reading books, by joining book clubs, by spending, um, you know, lunchtime on Friday, uh, learning, learning kind of what other people, uh, think about things and, and, uh, and, and how we can apply that. Um, other things that we talk about as we continue to observe and follow uh, the lead of others, we, we gain clarity, learning the rules and seeing how things fit together. Um, and when the basic skills are mastered, we can go on to that next level. Um, at some point, you move from a student to a practitioner, for, and then you move on, uh, and then you move uh, from an active practitioner to, to a level of mastery. Um, and, and that takes time, and that takes um, passion, and it, and it takes work. Uh, we, we have to, we have to work it. Uh, like Joseph said, we can definitely take shortcuts. We can take shortcuts by learning what other people have done, but there is no get rich quick. Anybody that ever tells you anything is, is a get rich quick. Um, it, don't, don't trust them. But if it's a, here's, here's what I did. Here's what I learned. If you do this, if you do this, you're going to get similar results. That, that's where the shortcuts come in, is looking at what have successful people done and how do we achieve those similar results. Um, other stuff in here, uh, there, there's a level of uh, intuitiveness, and as things become second nature to us, that's where we can really um, improve. And, and, and it's that, oh, I've got to really focus to, to tie the shoe to it. Uh, Okay, now it's it's just a you know, I I don't know. I haven't tried to tie my shoes with my eyes closed, but I could probably tie my shoes with my eyes closed. I don't I don't have to focus that much on tying my shoes anymore. Now it becomes second nature. Yeah, and and it's and it's a and I can use the knot that I do that I tie my shoes with to fasten other things. I can I can use that skill in in something else. Um, I, I was a Boy Scout, so I learned a lot of knots. Um, uh, but I but I can learn how to attach things using that that same skill um, in in another level. Um, uh, that this is how I got through school without reading a book is because you give me a cue and I can talk for an hour. <laughs> um, uh, uh, something something else that that he talks about 
is you you have to have a hunger for it. You you have to have that hunger and that desire. If you don't if you don't have the hunger for it, you're you're not going to pursue it. Um, uh, he he talks about how uh, how uh, how the the brain has been uh, designed evolved. Um, uh, he, he goes back, he goes, he goes back further than I'm willing to, to go back. He goes back, well, we're, uh, our brain works this way because of monkeys. I'm, I'm not willing to, to go that far. Um, uh, and I'm not going to have that debate right now, but the, these skills and trends, they, these go back to tribal society. All, everything that he talks about goes back to, to tribal society and the way that our, our brain, uh, was was designed and, and it's the way that it's uh, evolved. If if we look at um, the the way that in, in hunter gatherer society, this isn't in the book either. But if we look at the the way that men and women communicate, men and men and women communicate differently, and that's because they had different roles in tribal society. Um, men, for the most part, when they communicate, it, it's very you know short. This is this is the problem. This is how we fix it. Let's go. And that's because in, in hunter-gatherer society, men were traditionally the hunters. How did, how did the hunters survive? There's something to eat. Let's kill it. Problem solved. That's it. Okay? Uh, in hunter-gatherer society, the goal of gathering was traditionally a female role. Okay? So if we, if we look at the way that, that women communicate today, um, it's that it's a, we have to go through every, every detail. Um, and it's something that we, that we have to talk about, but let's, let's look at the way that, 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 that task was developed for, for the men in, in hunter gatherer. It's there's, there it is. Let's kill it. Let's eat it for the women. They had to know, you know, where is the bush? How did I get to the bush? What landmarks did I pass to get to the bush? Um, does this bush have something good to eat? Does this bush have poison on it? We've got the, the, it's so much more detail oriented because of, of the way the, the plasticity, the, the human mind is an incredible, incredible machine. Um, and, and he talks a lot about how this machine is developed. Steve, are you figuring out why I said we couldn't talk about a, an entire book for an hour? I'm talking about <laughs> one sentence for an hour. I, I, I want to, uh, uh, Brent, I also want to chime in here. Uh, uh, to me, that was the most intriguing part is that uh, through constant practices, we start developing intuition, and intuition becomes a kind of a second nature kind of thing. So we can start noticing more of the smaller details that normally you don't really look at until you get really good at, at it. So I think that's kind of the, the the path to mastery. You know, anything that we're looking at, like even even with a pen like this, we can just say, oh, it's a pen, but you can start seeing the different uh, a mechanism that goes into it and like how they make the gel and all that stuff. Like there's a lot of engineering that goes into a really good pen. Um, and I think that's kind of also an example of mastery too is, is, uh, is you keep building on top of the building blocks. You keep building and building and building and building and building it until uh, all your building blocks, nobody has done, you know, you can always learn from other people that have done it uh, all the way to the point where, you know, you're kind of, on the same level of the masters, then you can start finding your own uh, niche that nobody else has done. Uh, and, and you know, let's say think about uh, the person to to do the book cover. If the first person I thought about was you, Brent, so I think that's that's also 
uh, the thing is that, you know, when you find your kind of uniqueness and uh, another thing is that Joseph and I were also talking about personal branding. Uh, so kind of the personal Look branding. Hey, we are here. So I think personal branding applies to just our career in general, right? Um, uh, but I think it's even more important now because everything is online. You know, you don't get to meet somebody in person and uh, make the connection. Everything is face-to-face uh, -face online now. Uh, and so kind of figuring out that uh, particular niche that, uh, that you do that nobody else does uh, and uh, um, kind of creating your persona and creating your, your brand after that. So when people think about you, they know exactly uh, uh, who you are. I think that's also a very big uh, piece as well. So yeah. you, you were talking about the pin and, and, and mastery. So uh, NASA took it, NASA took this one, one extra level. Have you heard about NASA and the pin? So um, I'll, I'll share the story quickly. Um, when NASA first started sending astronauts into space, they realized that, that a ballpoint pen doesn't, doesn't work in a zero gravity environment. So they spent years and millions of dollars to develop a pen that would write in a, uh, in a zero gravity environment. Well, the Russians used a pencil. <laughs> I, I love I, that story. Uh, it, it's a, sometimes we can take mastery too far. Yeah. Yeah, I, I stepped on you. I apologize. Oh no, no! I thank you for bringing up that story. I love that story. As an engineer, that that always gives me a, a huge chuckle. There's a balance of practicality and kind of the kind of over engineering. Um, definitely guilty of that. But uh, to that to the point of you know appreciating the the final products uh, that comes from a master. I also do like. I think it's touched on in the intro that there's there's an element of kind of beauty and attractiveness to not just the end product that a master produces, but the, the person themselves when they're working on this, there's a very undescribable attractiveness to that. So I, I recently started to appreciate that. Um, my wife bought uh, a pass to masterclass.com and we've, I've just been watching, you know, people, chefs, um, you know, um, musicians and all that. There's, of course, their work is is beautiful. It's it's a masterpiece, but the act of them working and, and practicing their art in itself is also highly, highly, um, very attractive. There's something to it that that I love to watch. Um, yeah, and and I love how we're exploring the topic of mastery here, not just for the end product, but for you know for the personal development, the personal growth, and that journey that you go on. So. Um, excited to explore that with you all. And just as a side note, for those of you listening to Audible, uh, when we say chapter one, um, chapter one for the book is actually chapter two in Audible. And chapter one in Audible is the, is the introduction. So just if you're, <laughs> I, I fell into that trap as well. So just wanted to clarify that with you all using Audible versus using the book. So I, that's, uh, I, I actually do both. So somebody asked about that in the, in the discussion. The, the, that's how I speed read. I'm not speed reading this, but I speed read. I listen to, I can listen to a book at three and a half times speed and read it at the same time and, and retain the information. Uh, the three and a half is crazy fast, but, uh, something that, that to, to expand on, on what you were just saying, Joseph, uh, Jim Rohn, uh, one of, one of my favorite speakers, he's passed away. Um, I, I love his, uh, I love his talks. I'm not a huge fan of his books. 
Um, but but I love I love hearing him speak. But his mentor, um, uh, I'm blanking on on his name. His mentor said, Jim, I challenge you to become a millionaire, and you should strive to become a millionaire. Not for the, not for the million dollars, but for the person that that it cr- turns you into. So strive to be a millionaire, not not for the monetary goal, but for the but to help you become the person that you have to be to become a millionaire. So um, I I can talk on this for the next ten hours, Steve. I know that uh, uh, we're we're at one o'clock. Do we have do we have a hard stop here? Um, um, maybe we can extend a little bit. How does everyone feel? You know, the in in attendance, uh, uh, we can certainly uh, extend a little bit further. I feel like we could uh, discuss more. I have a couple more points I also want to share. Uh, how does everyone feel? Yeah, don't give me a microphone. Yeah, so so share on on chat, uh, please. And uh, I guess uh, uh, we talk about the process. You know, the process is also very very important. The process of becoming a master. We also need to, I guess, uh, learn to enjoy uh, that process. And I think it's really. Uh, and I think once we start getting a hang of it. Uh, there's a concept called flow. You know, when you start getting into a flow of things, you ignore everything else. You just have a complete focus on what you're trying to achieve. Um, and it's a very um, a satisfying, uh, I guess, experience. Uh, that's, that's, some, that's what a lot of people define happiness. Uh, and so kind of the, the, in the process, so learning to kind of appreciate that process, sometimes it's kind of frustrating, especially in the beginning, in the apprentice uh, ship a face, uh, but as you continue to get better and better at it, uh, no matter what it is, and also kind of creating that flow uh, when you're going through that process uh, and learning to appreciate that and enjoy that process is also very important. I think, um, you know, from my uh, past experience, uh, so, you know, I always wanted to just, uh, I always wanted to just jump into like, hey, you know, like whatever it is, I just want the results. You know, I don't really care about the, 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 uh, the journey. And I just care about achieving the results. And, uh, you know, there would be like, at, at some point, you know, I feel like I get the result. I'm like, man, like all this journey, I did not appreciate. I was just, you know, ignoring it while, you know, actually the journey is actually the most enjoyable part. You got to learn how to live throughout this journey. And, and, it, and it's a lot like working out. It's, it's a lot like working out. Do, do I really want to go work out every day? No, no, I don't. It's, it's easy. I would, I would much rather lay on the couch and, and, do, and do nothing. Um, but after, after I work out, I feel better. Um, when, when, I, when I feel better, I eat better. Um, and it's, it's kind of how all of these areas of life all kind of build together. Um, you know, I, I have let this, this Corona thing go way too far. I am sleeping. I, I am, I haven't set an alarm in 10 days. I, I'm, I'm out of my element and, uh, and I'm out of a lot of my disciplines and, and that has, that has a, a negative effect. So, uh, I'm not, I, I do my resets on Mondays. So I'm resetting on Monday that, you know, I'm getting back into my normal, my normal sleep pattern and normal routine. Um, uh, I'm, I'm getting back into books and out of Tiger King. I mean, that's uh, um, uh, spending time investing in, in, in myself. 
And you know, when, when we talk about this, it is we've gotta we've gotta focus on that journey. And the journey is enjoyable. The the journey is enjoyable, but we, we have to get over that initial edge. We've gotta get over that initial uh do I wanna read or do I wanna watch friends? Do I do I wanna do I wanna invest in myself or or do I wanna do something that, that's gonna waste my time? <clears throat> um and uh and, and it's a every, everything that we talk about every, every all of this this personal development is relatively easy to do it, it's relatively easy to do the problem is is it's easier not to do it yeah it just requires a little bit extra effort and uh you know sometimes you know, I, I think uh humans are we're all kind of born lazy uh so it's always like like i also uh, a brand i also did a reset uh, recently too like this coronavirus was affecting me too. I realized it uh, middle of this week, and I was like, "Oh man, this is like we we gotta uh, do something." But uh, I think it's very easy to go back to the lazier habits. Uh, you know, all these habits need a lot of uh, reinforcement, uh, also. Well, in, in in the the space shuttle, the space shuttle burns more fuel in the first thirty seconds than it does in the rest of the trip to the moon. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm not an engineer, so I probably got that a little bit off. But I mean, it, it's the, the it, it's that initial launch that takes the that takes the work, that takes the effort. The the when, whenever you prototype, whenever you start something, it always takes the most effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we talk about uh, NASA. You know, I, I used to be in the aerospace industry, um, and man, things are so expensive. You can have a screw that costs fifty dollars, uh, and you know why it's fifty dollars because there's a pile of paperwork that comes with each screw of the quality control and all that stuff. Um, I think there's a lot of fat uh, in that industry, uh, honestly. Uh, uh, but I also have learned to kind of appreciate some of the quality controls uh, they, do, they do now. But anyway, um, uh, is that, you know, going back to your point, uh, Brent, is that uh, uh, the, the hardest part is the first step. The hardest part is the first step. Yeah. And then you build momentum and that momentum care helps to carry you on. But there are naturally times where you don't, you don't want to continue. And I think that's why going into chapter one, he, he puts a lot of emphasis on finding that, that, yeah, that passion, the thing that you're innately drawn to. Um, and I, I was very, I very much appreciate that reminder. I've been thinking about my childhood <laughs> over the past, you know, past couple of days, uh, thinking, what was it, you know, what are those things that I just was absolutely drawn to in my childhood? And am I connecting, you know, what I'm doing right now to those things? And uh, happily, I was able to say, actually, yeah, I I can see a lot of parallels uh, to what I I love to do as a child. You know, I would, my mom will tell me stories how she'd just take me to a, a construction site and I just want to stand there on the construction site all day long, look at the machines and look at what they were doing, how they were automating certain processes and all that. And I'm just trying to draw the parallels between that and, and you know, what, what I'm able to do and kind of the niche that I'm trying to carve out for myself in real estate, you know, combining real estate and technology and automation. Uh, so it, it was very eye-opening to see that, um, that connection to the, the passion from um, and the from my uh, childhood years. What did you all think about, about that? Have you done any reflecting on <laughs> your childhood years? Uh, yeah, I th- uh, well, I'm, I'm not sure. 
I don't know how, how it relates to what I do uh, now. The only thing that um, that I have shared is that um, uh, uh, I guess I always heard about the great grandpa that's very successful in real estate in China before the communists uh, took over and all that stuff. And I think I always agree. I always believe in real estate. Uh, and I also, I, I guess, also wanted to uh, find a lot of success because you know, growing up, <clears throat> growing up in China in that in the eighties kind of period was a very poor. A period so I that's the connection I have found uh, so far uh, but maybe also another thing uh, now that you mentioned it is I always like taking things apart like a clock or something I take it apart I don't know how to put it back together but I knew how it works <laughs> um, and so I guess I was always trying to kind of learn how things work I was trying to learn how like I, I study physics to learn how the world works um, uh, and then I realized man I gotta go out there and, uh, and make money um, you know, I can't stay in school forever. Uh, so I, I ended up studying more, um, I guess, uh, you know, getting into business and kind of learning how businesses work um, and how to, I guess, how to, once you, I guess, how, once you figure out how things work, you can, you can uh, put it back together maybe. And now with business, because there's money involved, uh, you know, the more, the better I am at putting things together. Uh, the more money I can make. So that's very interesting for me. <laughs> I knew y'all were both smarter than me. I didn't realize how much smarter than me both of y'all were. I'm an engineer. I'm an aerospace. I, I, don't, I don't even know how to say your old job. That, this is incredible. I love surrounding myself with people that are smarter than me. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Um, you know. I think technical knowledge is just technical knowledge. That's it. It's not, it doesn't really apply to the real world. I, I don't know. Yeah. There's intelligence comes in so many different forms we're just what i'm impressed upon we're there's so many the breadth of of, of knowledge out there you could spend your whole life pursuing you know a tiny fraction of you know of the of the whole you know the global knowledge base of, of, of mankind and so there's so many different fields so many different uh, forms of, of um, intelligence and expertise. I love learning from you, Brent. Uh, there's, you know, there's a reason why it's okay to focus on a particular niche is because, you know, it's not because you don't need other niches. You can just partner. You can, you can work with someone else who brings complementary skill sets to what you need. And that's what I love about real estate too. Real estate is so broad. I can find a niche in technology uh, and find a lot and bring a lot of value to people there, but that doesn't mean that you know other people's skills in uh, on the financial side, the negotiation, the psychology, the people side, which I am definitely lacking in that area. But I can just go and partner with people with those skills, and that's what I, I love about this. Henry Henry Ford um, Henry Ford had had a very specific uh, level of knowledge. And at one point there was a, there was a newspaper that accused him of being an idiot, essentially. Um, and uh, there, there was a lawsuit of uh, whether that was, whether it was true or not. And the, the newspaper's attorney tried to, to prove that he was an idiot by, you know, going up, what year was the Declaration of Independence signed? What, and, and just going through kind of trivial, or that's not trivial, but, but going through just, you know, you don't know this, you don't know this. And Henry Ford said, I have a phone in my office. With one phone call, I can get the answer to any question that I have. Um, so it, it's, it's surrounding yourself with the, with the right people. It, it's pulling it all together. 
real estate is, is, is an amazing opportunity uh, to, to partner and, and grow uh, and find those people that, that like to do what you don't like to do. I, I, Joseph, we're, we're partnering. I, I freaking hate computers. I absolutely hate computers. I don't want anything to do with computers, but you know, we're, we're working together on, on a, on some collaboration, taking, taking a skill set that, that you love that I hate and, and putting them together and, and we're going to make a ton of money. Um, and, and I mean, it's, it's do what, do what you're passionate about. Uh, there's there's a few things that it's it's don't don't follow your passion i mean it's a i have major issues with the way the education system is uh in, in the united states the the way higher education works um does does it make sense to spend three hundred thousand dollars to get a social work degree where you're going to make twenty eight thousand dollars a year absolutely not so do what you're passionate about but but figure out ways around it. Um, I'm, I'm passionate about teaching. Um, I, I love to teach my, my plan. And uh, when I got my MBA, I was getting recruited by a, a firm on wall street. I was getting, uh, I was offered a fellowship at a university you have heard of. It starts with an H and it's pretty prestigious. Um, I, I got offered a fellowship there and I got recruited by Cadillac. Um, Cadillac told me I was going to be a general manager at the age of 30. They make $2 million a year. I love academics. I, I, I like money. Um, as, as a professor, I would have made $100,000 a year in year one, and I never would have made any, any more money. So now I get to, I get to combine my, my love of, of teaching um, with, with something that pays really well. Real estate pays really really well and by me teaching and by me doing stuff like this i i, I hope that, that i don't know how many people were on today but i want to do a deal with somebody on here and by me giving my knowledge and adding that value it, it's going to open up more opportunities to to partner and, and that that's just another form of marketing to uh to to partner with people yeah that's yeah so, um, i've got so, so it's not only do we have to identify our passion, we have to identify our passion, but we got to figure out how to get paid for that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jamie says, let's do a deal. Okay. Well, uh, we're testing a uh, online networking um, uh, kind of segment after all this is over. So uh, for those of you, you know, kind of, if you have a little more free time, please hang out with us. We're going to try to figure out, you know, what, how to use this technology and how to do some kind of breakout room and stuff. So please stay behind. Uh, if you guys want to continue to network and talk to the panelists, I think that's very, uh, uh, that's going to be very interesting. We're trying to discover some mastery on this deal uh, on this uh, zoom, uh, platform also. And, uh, and I, I have some thoughts on, on book club. I, I think, I think this is incredible. I, I think this is incredible, but a lot of people have an hour so something that I, that I think would be great is if, you know, we get the panel together and the panel discusses and, and we record it, but not live. Um, we get the panel together because, I mean, I, I could talk about this 17 pages for six hours. It's probably not do a full six hours, but I mean, let's, let's get the panel together, have our conversation, and then let's uh, record that, load it to, uh, I'll, I'll let you all figure out the technology of where we load the, the full 
the full discussion, but then let's, uh, let's work together as a panel to say, to, to condense it to an hour instead of just all of, yeah. all of our thoughts. So I, I think this needs That's to be very good. That's, uh, that I, I think we can continue to improve on this. I think, you know, the first time we do something is always going to be, you know, okay. Uh, I think, I think, you know, as a team, I want to compliment our team too. I think we have done a very, very good job uh, bringing everybody in. Uh, in terms of content, we can continue to improve it. Uh, Brent, I also want to make that uh, one more point uh, is that, um, and I think I can probably speak for Joseph because I have, I have daily meetings, uh, excuse me, uh, weekly meetings with Joseph, uh, is that I think we're kind of the same, that we're all geeks and nerds, that we always like to learn and teach, you know? Uh, and, uh, but academia is not necessarily a really good, uh, it's not the best field to be in, um, uh, at least from my my venture uh, uh, in research and stuff, I didn't quite enjoy that. So now we have found a way that we can make a living. You know, you don't really need to be super rich or whatever. We just really try trying to make a, a good, very good living and uh, live a certain lifestyle that we want to live. And then we can keep learning and doing things that we love to do. And I think that's why it's so enjoyable uh, being an entrepreneur, being a business owner. So uh, I, I, I'm, I, 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 I have an office at home, but I also have an office uh, with, with Paul Lamnados of, of Blink Lending. Oh, you do? Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. So um, uh, uh, we, were, we were having a conversation yesterday, and I, I just bought uh, Will Durant, History of Civilization. It's, a, it's an 11-volume, um, and, and each one is 800 pages. So it, it's, you know, easily... 10, 12,000 pages of, of just history. And Paul texted me, I sent him a picture of it and, and he uh, texted me, he said, you're such a nerd. And I said, Paul, I've got over a thousand books in your office. What was your first clue? <laughs> <laughs> I always imagine, uh, envision having a, a, a big room full of books, hard copy books and everything. Uh, I'm investing in that now. You know, that's, how we're, that's why I'm getting these uh, physical books. Okay, so I want to address a couple of uh, questions here on the uh, on the chat. Uh, is that uh, you know uh, uh, hard copy or audible? Uh, it, my system is I I read the summary on Blinkist, which is uh, sometimes it doesn't do the book justice. It's just a very short uh, uh, summary of the book itself. Uh, but I I think audible is the easiest uh, to do. Um, you know, back in the days when we were still driving to places. You can listen to the book and you can make a lot of big progress. When you read a physical book, you gotta be sitting down there, which could be the very good for this lifestyle today. I uh, I like both. Um, I, I I think that's uh, I'm I'm the, so I always have multiple books that I'm reading. So um, I've, I've gotten into novels recently. That that's a new development. Um, but I I have uh, I have a, a novel that I have on Audible. Um, I'm, it's uh, kind of appropriate. It's uh, it's a book called. It's a series of books. Uh, Start the first one is called One Second After. I don't even know what it's called, but I have I have an Audible book that I listen to while I'm doing stuff. While while I'm doing stuff around the house, I, I have a novel that if I miss something, it doesn't really matter. And then I, I always have a book that that is going to help me learn and grow. That that I'm that I'm always doing. Uh, and then I, uh, I read typically another novel before I go to bed. I, I'm, I'm getting to where I like to read fiction before bed. 
and, and I'm not a big fiction reader. I've never, I've gotten into novels and biographies in the last six months. Um, but if I read something, if I read this right before bed, my head's going to just spin and, 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 and it's going to keep me up. So I, I like to read something, a, a lighter read um, before bed. Now, my lighter read is James Mishner. I'm reading, it's historical fiction. I, all, Mishner, uh, it, he, he's a cool author, but all of his books are 1,500 pages too. So when I say it's a light read, I, I think everybody else would make fun of me. Um, uh, another comment is, is from Kathy. Uh, she recommends this book called Unstoppable. It's about connecting, taking care of your body and your mind. Okay, so uh, we're ready to move on to the next segment, uh, you guys, um, uh, which is uh, talking about the best, best practices for working from home. Uh, and we'll also give everyone uh, an update. And uh, uh, I want to introduce uh, Shirley uh, also. Uh, she's our researcher. She has spent a lot of time uh, learning and keeping updated about the coronavirus. Um, uh, in fact, what we did last week was, uh, uh, I would say 90% of that was surety. So, uh, uh, and this week we're gonna give her the stage and have her present her work. Uh, so Shirley, could you uh, share your screen and um, so that we can, we can uh, discuss the, the, I guess we can do, go, go on to the next segment. Okay, sure. Or are we going to start with the work from home? Yes. Okay. So uh, in terms of the best practices, uh, what I would like to do um, is, uh, I think we're on the slide Sorry. 15. Um, Let me reset it. I think what we want to do is to, you know, kind of utilize this time and uh, mm -hmm. we can spend about half of a day uh, doing a, a research on any kind of hot topic that everybody is curious about. So uh, we're going to do this quick uh, presentation uh, based on uh, what we have learned and some of the experience that we have done, you know, working from home. Uh, we are a kind of work, work from home uh, culture. So we also have uh, gathered a lot of best practices. Um, and after this, I also want to get everyone's idea on what you think would be a good hot topic and we can vote on it. Uh, so we can, uh, we can continue to uh, utilize uh, some of these uh, resources to keep learning more. Could you, uh, is it possible to give me uh, mouse control? There's always a lag. So let me see if I can. Oh, there we go. Okay, so, um, you know, now our lifestyle is working from home. And so the question is, how can we work very effectively from home? There's actually a set of habits that we should adopt. Uh, and in terms of technologies and automation, uh, we'll also be recommending some tools for collaboration. You know, but real say IQ is that we're actually a work from home company. And so uh, we have a lot of lessons learned and mistakes that we can share. So uh, we wanna take this opportunity to share with you. The key challenges of working from home uh, uh, with this new norm is that, you know, it's about developing new habits. You know, uh, Brent just shared that uh, with this new uh, lifestyle change and, and it's happening to me too, that, uh, you know, whatever that we were used to, our routine is now a little bit different. So we need to be proactively adjusting, right? So, uh, and, and what we do a lot is we look at a calendar and we arrange our time and we make sure we spend our time very well because our time is our currency. You spend two hours doing this, you spend one hour doing this. 
Um, so, and when you have it on your calendar and you're following it religiously, it, it's very easy to develop that as a habit. Uh, so, so here, key challenges is to develop new habits that uh, fits this new kind of lifestyle. Um, another one is communication and collaboration with your colleagues. Uh, I think that has been uh, very important because when you're working with somebody face to face, you can get a lot of that body language uh, and subtlety. And, and now uh, when you're doing a remote, even with, when you have your webcam on, uh, there's still a lot that's lost in translation. You can, you can see quite see what other people are doing uh, with their face, but not their hands and the, the gestures and all that. Uh, so there is uh, uh, something to pay attention to in communication, how to adjust to that. Uh, collaboration, you know, instead of, you know, standing in front of a whiteboard and drawing all out with post-it notes and all that, you know, now we're doing it online. So, so how do you make adjustment to that? Uh, running uh, meetings very efficiently. When we first uh, started, I guess, having necessity of uh, having a group of people doing meetings, we were not running the meetings very efficiently. Uh, and so a lot of people are talking and, uh, and I guess uh, it becomes a discussion, but uh, what happens is that the, the meeting becomes very unproductive. Uh, and then also having back-to-back -back meetings. If you're just having back-to-back -back meetings all the time uh, and you don't have the time to kind of reflect, and I guess that happens in a, a conventional workplace as well. Uh, you're just going back-to-back -back meetings. You don't have time to work and you don't even have time to digest the information. So these are uh, a lot of key challenges for uh, working remotely, working from home. And then we're, we're also going to talk about health and all that uh, as well. Okay, let me see here. Okay, so uh, we got... A couple of best practices that uh, through our research uh, on working from home, we have uh, about four or five strategies and I'll also share with you what other people are, are sharing too. So the first one is creating a safe and effective uh, foundation for working from home. Um, it's about, you know, the most important thing is making sure you have internet access, right? Good internet access for everybody. Um, and um, a couple of key devices is important, you know, having a webcam, uh, sometimes it's um, it's easier to not use your webcam, you know. But again, you're losing a lot of the uh, the communication that could have happened uh, with face to face, especially when you're doing online networking. Uh, you know, you're already not doing it in person. Uh, it's very important to have the web webcam because seeing someone's face and uh, is the foundation of building the trust. Uh, if you're going to do a deal with somebody, you know, you, you got to, you know, everything built upon trust. So webcam is very important. Uh, having a good uh, headset with, uh, with a very good microphone, which I don't know how good my sound quality is from this laptop. I think it's decent. It's good enough. I don't need to put on my, uh, <laughs> I have my uh, phone, which I need to upgrade when I can't. Not anymore. <laughs> like, everything's closed. Um, and if I join on Zoom, the sound quality is really bad with static, uh, and uh, it, it hurts a lot in uh, in kind of that having a productive meeting and having having good production. Another thing that I used to do is I would uh, join on my phone and I'm driving, um, and I still remember. I think I was driving from Austin to Houston, and then there's a section that you don't get good connection, and I. I got cut off and, um, and that meeting was basically, um, uh, became very unproductive because you, know, you basically got cut. So very important uh, about that, having stable internet, 
if you are logging in from uh, your home to uh, a kind of corporate infrastructure, you probably need some kind of VPN access, which you probably, you know, if you're, you're doing that, you probably already have all that figured out. Uh, having ergonomic uh, workplace setup. Somebody suggested putting an on-air sign on, the, uh, on your office door so nobody uh, comes in. I just lock it. <laughs> and then my wife complains. She's like, well, you don't know how to share. Um, and then we have, uh, um, this is something I learned from uh, my wife is that uh, it's very important to have kind of the workplace and living space if, uh, if possible, because you have association. Uh, you know, before I, you know, I guess uh, from college and, and I know that you always have one room, right? Bedroom and your desk is all, the, all in the same room. Um, but what I realized is I always end up falling asleep uh, either trying to read or <laughs> whatever, you know, just get become lazy. Uh, if you have a dedicated kind of workspace versus a dedicated uh, living space, I tend to do a little bit better. Um, I, I started doing yoga and I do my yoga at the office. But you know what happened is that when I'm doing yoga, I would be thinking about work and then I get up from the yoga mat and I start doing work because you don't have that dis uh, the dissociation with the, with the space. Uh, so just something to... Yes, uh, be mindful about. Uh, okay, the second one is uh, productivity tools. Uh, we have time logging tools. We use Zoho Time. Uh, there are a lot of other uh, tools that you can use, especially if you are managing a, uh, a workforce that uh, needs a time reporting. Uh, we're actually looking into upgrading from Zoho to another tool that uh, can do better time tracking. Uh, productivity suites, you know, um, we have uh, project management tools like Trello, Asana. We use Jira for project management uh, for software. Uh, and, uh, and we have more here that we, we, we did not uh, list 100%, but these are kind of the big ones that we use for our uh, kind of marketing side of the team. Uh, uh, Evernote is a very, really good one. I think uh, you can always, because it keeps track of everything in that one, uh, uh, central space and this is probably something that Joseph can stop can speak even better about uh, because um, he was talking telling me about this uh, concept of building a digital brain uh, using uh, organization of the computers to keep track of all these content uh, because our brain is not very good at memory and holding content it's very good at thinking we're very creative uh, human beings uh, and so if we can have that infrastructure in place, then we can just go, oh, what happened here? And you can just very quickly re retrieve it. We can be uh, much more uh, productive in what we do. Uh, document management systems, we use uh, Google Drive. So uh, we, our, our company uh, platform is on Google. Uh, and so we use all the Google suites uh, for our infrastructure. And I'm also kind of sharing this because I'm getting a lot of questions uh, here and there about what collaboration tools and what kind of digital infrastructure you want to put it, put together for uh, your for their business for their team. Uh, CRM we use Infusionsoft. Before that we used Zoho, so Zoho can do a pretty good job uh, in the to start and um, uh, and now mind you we are a uh, um, uh, kind of e-commerce digital marketing type of company, uh, so uh, uh, being able to send out emails. Uh, and having very, uh, I guess, sophisticated setup on uh, who we send the emails to is uh, important. Uh, for real estate investors, I think the, the, uh, the tool that a lot of people are talking about is Podio. And we have a Podio integration uh, put together. So 
those of you who want to leverage uh, all that automation and uh, streamlining operation more, uh, we have a new product for you. Uh, workplace collaboration, uh, Zoom. Zoom is making a lot of money uh, now, I think. I think the stock price is gonna be going <laughs> way up. Uh, we also use uh, Airtable. Uh, workplace by uh, Facebook is what we use for internal uh, chat. Uh, and it's free. Um, I, I think that's like super awesome because I think, well, I guess Facebook is investing in, uh, in this. They're kind of subsidizing uh, the, free, uh, the free version, but it has worked for, you know, kind of all our teams collaborating together. I think it's a pretty good tool. Uh, marketing tools, you know, we are a, a technology and data company that uh, helps with marketing. So we also do a lot of marketing. Uh, Weebly is what we use to create a website very quickly. Wix is also a very good one. Uh, we have transitioned into WordPress that's a little more complex. Uh, if you are, uh, if you want to whip, whip together a website very quickly, you can use Weebly and you can get a pretty good one uh, going. Um, graphic design is Canva. I think that's a, a, a very easy to use tool, about 14 bucks a month or something like that, 12 bucks. Uh, email marketing, uh, MailChimp can do a very good job uh, until your database get, gets really big. Uh, then you can use, uh, uh, think about Infusionsoft or HubSpot. Constant Contact, I hear, is also very good, but I, when I play with it, I, I think MailChimp is a little more uh, easier to use, a little more better user experience. Uh, creating landing pages, uh, we use lead pages. There are other tools out there too. Infusionsoft also. Uh, has it? Oh, somebody put a, a meetup. Oh, thank you for uh, uh, adding meetup here. Uh, I, um, I would say meetup is uh, kind of social media management in a way, I guess. Uh, Zapier for integration. For social media management, you know, uh, we are releasing a community. Uh, we have uh, 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 invested a year and a half and a lot of engineering resources to create an online community uh, for for the real estate investment community. And I think uh, uh, this is basically the best time for everyone to actually join uh, and start connecting uh, through the online community. You know, start leveraging what we have already done. Uh, you can sign up for free and there's also kind of paid versions as well. Uh, in fact, I, I think we had a segment here to sh uh, showcase how to use the community portal uh, for everybody who wanted to join a book club to uh, be in that book club and we can communicate uh, through the community uh, group feature. Hootsuite and Buffer are very good for managing multiple uh, social media platforms. And, uh, um, and, you know, obviously we have the individual social media uh, platforms that you can use too. Uh, developing remote working skills. Okay, so these are uh, the couple of things that we, we, uh, we want to pay attention to. Uh, I already mentioned uh, association. You know, if you can kind of keep everything separate, uh, uh, you will find yourself being able to be more focused. Uh, coordinating work, minimizing distractions. Uh, there's a, a talk about uh, having, you know, for the folks that have young children, um, that, um, that it may be kind of challenging to uh, work from home uh, because they, they, are, they are a little more, they need more attention. Um, so how, how do you kind of adjust to that? 
uh, setting up the right routine and managing your time is very important. And don't forget uh, that body and mind is the same. I think um, as modern um, uh, workers, modern humans, uh, we are you know, spending a lot of time thinking and doing, uh, and we're living in our head a lot. Uh, it's very important to also reconnect with our body. So uh, making sure that uh, you're exercising, getting sunlight. You know, right now we're, we're sunlight out. So after this, I'm gonna be going out there, taking a walk and getting a little bit of sunlight. I think it will be a good break. Uh, and also uh, making healthy food choices, very important. Because you're gonna be a little more, uh, uh, I guess, uh, I guess um, uh, working from home, you're not moving around as much, you know. But, you know, I guess in the United States, a lot of times we're driving anyway, even if we're working from the office. So we're still, you know, we're not that active. So it's very good to have a healthy routine. Uh, strategy number four, cultivate a remote working culture and mindset. Uh, having open participation, digital learning and sense making, uh, and network leadership. What's le network leadership? Uh, Shirley, could you share a little more about what that means? just making sure that you know your leadership is being felt and you're reaching out not just within your network but to others like within your industry mm. like that oh that's really good thank you wow uh we're also gathering information on the streets you know um belinda says setting micro, micro uh, goals and rewards so you're always kind of like, hey, once I'm doing, done doing this, we'll do this. Oh, and, and please, uh, thank you, Sean. Please, uh, everybody, please help share uh, your uh, best practices here also. You know, here we want group think. Um, Beth says, uh, having a routine, getting time outside, no, no matter what the weather is. Josh says, wake up, meditate. I, I started uh, also adopting a meditation type of uh, habit. That has been good. I try to get outside three times a week. Uh, three times a day. That's very good. Wow. And Liana um, uh, says a, a lot. Dress like you're going to go to work. Oh man, I need a blazer. Um, and always having a beverage available. I think that's very important too. Um, and finding a room with a door you can close and don't multitask. Uh, Sean uh, is sharing that I'm also taking a walk after this. It's a great transition to the uh, second half of Friday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you liked the conversation. Glad you find value in it. Uh, 45 in the morning. I, I have turned my old routine of commute uh, into a jock. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to jock today. I, was, I started uh, doing a little bit of jogging too. Uh, Kate says, uh, always block a time for strategizing. Uh, and thinking, I think that's very important. Uh, always have uh, some time to plan your day and plan your week. Uh, that's one of the uh, habits from the seven habits of effective people. Yeah, you have low vitamin D. I think I do too. I think also the vitamin D, Joseph. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to share about the timer for the breaks. Uh, I usually use an app called Pomodoro. So it sets a 25 minute timer that uh, lets you go on a break after that. Fantastic. Okay, Shirley, I think um, uh, that's uh, our um, 
you know, there, there are different levels of research. If you spend a lot of time doing the research, you can go very, very deep. That's what a lot of the university researchers do. Um, and the coronavirus special report, we spent about 40 hours collectively on that research. And we, are, we have been going a little bit deeper. This one, we spent about half a day. So this is, uh, and also kind of our years of experience in here. Uh, so anything that you, uh, I want to kind of open up the uh, 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 kind of voting uh, also. I think we have another one uh, is, let's vote a little bit on our hot topics. If we can go to the next slide, uh, Shirley. Uh, we got a list of hot topics. If you have a hot topics that you want to uh, learn more about, uh, we can take that uh, uh, and do some uh, studying there. You know, this is pretty much a, a learning uh, a group. You know, we're gonna learn from, I guess, 12 to two uh, about learning something that's new that we can apply to our lives. Uh, and, I, and I guess uh, we also wanna learn from you. Uh, what would you like to learn for next week? So a couple of things here, remote work, uh, doing a deeper research, you know, spend a little more time on it. It could be online networking. Uh, that's, uh, we have some internal uh, requests for uh, uh, doing more online networking. Uh, is there any special relief for real estate investors? Did SBA a disaster loan? Okay, if you're a business owner, you might want to uh, look into that if it affects your business. Uh, the $2 trillion stimulus package. What's the good and the bad and the ugly? Our liquor stores and essential business. I think that's a, there's a lot of debate there. Something fun, meditation, stress reduction, how to improve your cash flow uh, in the middle of this epidemic, how to focus while you're running a business at home, and the 90-day deal-finding challenge in real estate. So please uh, do a little bit of voting here, uh, and that's going to determine our next topic. And Deanna will show the results. Our Real time. Okay. All right. So uh, while everyone is uh, is voting, we're gonna uh, move on. All right. So hi everyone. I'm Shirley Delgado. I'm from the research and development team, and I'd just like to do a short update about the coronavirus uh, as a part two of our report last week. Okay. So when I started my report last week on March 10 we only had 761 cases in the US. And as you can see now, to, or from yesterday, March 26, it's Wait, sorry increased. Uh, your screen's not showing. Oh, sorry, there. it's not showing. There you go. And it is from 761 on March 10, it's now at 85,435. Okay, and just say commercial, the poll results show they want to know how to improve your cash flow. That's number one. That's number the first two, topic. Online networking with 36%, uh, 36. meditation stress reduction, yes. and a 90 day deal binding challenge. Okay, so we can prioritize these and that's our uh, topic for the next couple of weeks. Thank you, thank you everybody. Okay, so there that's the graph. As you can see, it's uh, exponentially increased from just two weeks ago from when we started. All right, so what you just need to know is that US now tops China as of yesterday in the number of cases. So 
uh, China has uh, 81,285 and uh, US has passed that to 85,435. But the government does have a $2 trillion uh, relief package, which we will discuss later, which is the biggest in uh, American history. And in the UK, uh, there's no, uh, uh, it doesn't matter if you're royalty. So the prime minister of UK, Boris Johnson and Prince Charles, the next in line to the throne, also test positive for the coronavirus. And in Japan, they announced that the Tokyo Olympics will be postponed until next year, 2021. In India, uh, they have already a lockdown of 1.3 billion people, and that is nearly a fifth of the world's population. Okay, here in the, in the U.S., so we can see that the top three states with the highest number of cases are New York, New Jersey, and California. So yeah, as you can see in the news, um, New York has 38,977 cases. This was as of today, which accounts for uh, about 6% of the world global cases. So it's a lot. Although only about uh, 27 US states have imposed a lockdown. So I'm not sure if that's still the current state. But is that still the same, Steve or Joseph? I, I haven't kept up uh, as much. I I know that New York is the new epicenter of uh, this pandemic right now. There. So as for the epi epidemiologists, they have uh, said that the peak of the death in the pandemic will possibly be three weeks from now. So the next three to six weeks will be the most uh, critical to, to monitor. So we just have to advise everyone to stay home and be safe. Um, for real estate, um, the impact of the economic disruption it really varies from one state to another. So, for example, in Texas, so Texas is uh, there are oil refineries and it's affected by uh, lowering prices in oil due to less demand, and so that is dragging down as well the real estate. Uh, transactions in Texas. And of course, in New York, uh, we do expect that this will be like the 9-11 um, event where the transactions drastically lessen, but afterwards, you know, it will have a, it will recover. And so there, the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac and HUD also suspended foreclosures for at least 60 days and for the government they have uh, measures as for the two trillion stimulus let me just uh get to my nose and how is uh, I, I always uh, ask this how is everyone feeling uh regarding uh this you know econ economic outlook uh now that you see the trillion dollar two trillion dollar stimulus package are you feeling good? Okay, you know, no. What are your what's everyone's sentiments? Could you share on I, the chat? I I think I think people that are well prepared for this are gonna do great. 
it's still being passed in the Senate, but they are, they do have good points that they're, you know, they're giving away for single Americans, they would receive $1,200. If you're married, married, that would uh, be 2,400 and parents would receive $500 for each child under 17 years old. For students, they're going to be suspending payments and loans without penalty until September 30. And they would give jobless workers an extra $600 a week for four months on, on top of their state benefits and 50% re refundable payroll tax credit on worker wages. For small business owners, is it showing the screen now? Sorry. All right, so out of that two trillion, the 400 billion is uh, allotted for small business owners. So depending on, you know, meeting the criteria, if you have a certain number of employees, then you would get a, a 10 million loan and you're not required to pay it back. So if you, if you just meet the criteria, then all you have to pay is the interest, which is 4%. So, wow. so that's the incentive. All right, so the main thing is that I just have to persevere and, uh, you know, be around for the long term, not for the short term, since um, um, we know that it's like a roller coaster, what goes down is eventually come up. So as long as you, you know, uh, make it last as long as you can and um, have a long-term view of your opportunities and that should be good to go. Uh, okay, a uh, couple more questions. Uh, survey, you know, we always like getting everybody's uh, input. Uh, so, you know, the, the basic thing is that for short-term mixed views, some people are optimistic, some, some folks are pessimistic. But I think long-term, uh, just like what Brent said, a lot of opportunity for long-term players. So, uh, you know, we're potentially looking at new normal. You know, this is the time, you know, we're looking at the trend of working from home, the new economic trends, home prices, right? We're, we're expecting that um, the economy is gonna get affected. The, the pricing may drop. Uh, a lot, a lot of layoff coming. We're seeing the highest unemployment uh, filing in history or something like that, or since the, uh, the Great Depression. So there's a lot of investment opportunities and it's very important to leverage the age of automation and really position your business and position yourself uh, in a spot where you can take advantage, right? We are business owners, entrepreneurs, we take opportunities. So uh, for those of you who are not a client yet, you know, this is our special offer for you. Okay, our deal analysis is only 15 bucks a month. You can practice and do a lot of learning and use the tool. Uh, doubling down the leads, we are giving a big, big, big discount to facilitate uh, in this time of, uh, in, in this uh, interesting special time for all our deal finding plans. We're doing 40% off and if you're signing annual, it's 50% off, giant, giant, giant uh, discount. Um, and we're already giving 10X value. 
Uh, so case study, uh, I don't know how many of you are not a current client. I assume most of you are our current client, uh, but here is a case study uh, with Leah Zachary, who's a, also a big dog coach. You know, the, the story is that um, when she first signed up, uh, this was many, several years ago, and she was very skeptical. And um, uh, every day she's like, no deal yet, no deal yet. Uh, and I think uh, within a couple of days, uh, she said, hey, I got this, this deal, went to the agent and uh, I closed the deal. So the timeline was on the 7th, she signed up, she came to training on the 10th and within a week she closed the deal at a 42% discount and made a $88,000 profit, you know, just one of them. We also have uh, a testimonial of a client. I'm here with Jordan at the uh, Drain event, and Jordan just told me he found a lot of success with Real Estate IQ. So, Jordan, tell us more. So, what we did, we actually took all the data that you was giving us for the low monthly subscription. We took all of that, and what we do is we actually go skip tracing and find deals. This month alone, we closed on two deals that actually came from Real Estate IQ. One was for uh, fifty-five thousand, the other one was for eight grand. So, hey, we're rocking and rolling. Oh wow. So how much uh, how much have you made with the system so far? Uh, a lot of money. A lot, a lot of, money. of money. Even if I didn't make it, I saved it because I had to drop everybody else that I was getting my <laughs> data from because you just offered the most bang for your buck, for sure. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. And we're looking for more future success from you, Jordan. Thank you so much. No problem. If you want to learn how to analyze deals just like us, make sure you check out this webinar on how to run comms. The link is below. We'll also introduce you to you this new tool called FastCMA, which is a high-end professional comms tool uh, that allows you to pull comms and analyze comms uh, just like the experts. Make sure you check it out. Okay, so to get started, we have a, uh, a hotline for you. You can also go on this link uh, to uh, request a demo, just fill out the form. Uh, you can also uh, type on chat that you want to see a demo. So what else do we got? Uh, Real Estate IQ is uh, going national. Uh, we are now in three states, and uh, our unofficial announcement is that we're going to be in Chicago uh, next, and we're actively crowdfunding our expansion. Uh, so if you're interested in participating in uh, that growth, uh, make sure you uh, fill out that form, and we can discuss all the different mechanisms that we can uh, work together, and you can participate in this growth. Uh, so uh, let's try uh, the online networking. Um, we have a, um, uh, we, we're gonna move to another meeting. It turns out that this webinar, Zoom webinar doesn't work. We have to move to a, a personal meeting room that uh, we're gonna try to test the breakout room. So if you could uh, help us kind of test this, it will be really good. Um, and Jaime here, he, he says, you guys have been working great for me and I promise you that I'm not even using your stuff correctly. I'm definitely 30 times already on my investment. Oh my goodness. Oh, fantastic. We're gonna use this testimonial, uh, Jaime. Thank you so much for your kind words. And uh, uh, please come to a training. We're gonna offer more training uh, for, the, um, for, the, uh, for, all, for all our tools. You know, there's so many uh, new, new things, new products, new features that we're releasing. 
So uh, uh, please kind of keep following us and uh, stay in the loop so you can find more success with all our automation tools. Okay, so uh, I guess I'm gonna drop off and I'm gonna go to this new room. Uh, and uh, Brent and John, please, if you guys uh, have time, uh, come join us and let's see uh, if we can network for, for just a little bit. You know, let's test this out. I know we discussed what a little room? longer for our books and, um, and we're gonna be, I guess, uh, testing this out and, and next time we can do a little bit better with our time. Wait, 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 what room? It's in the chat room. So in the chat, there is a link to a new room and we're not gonna end the webinar. We're gonna keep this on. Uh, if you just click on the link and we're gonna go to the new room and, uh, and kind of play around with this, this idea for online networking. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.